Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Yo, with breakfast with Nilly and Ryan on Money FM 89.3. It's time for Mind Your Business. Now, Ryan. And this is a topic that is, I can tell, getting you very excited. Yes, it's that's right. about leather bags. Now, Lynn, do you own any exotic leather bag? Exotic, no, but leather bags, yes. Exotic meaning like python From the skin rarer animals that like nah, you imagine? Nah, no, no. Okay, so <laughs> this is something that is potentially going to see some game-changing technologies come forth in this industry. And on Mind Your Business today, we have two guests here who are both instantly vegetarians and are working together to fill the gap in the market of cruelty-free exotic Mm. leathers. Yes, it is a case of science meets fashion in creating a more sustainable future for the industry. Let's welcome the scientists, Vignesh Krishnankuti, CEO and founder of Celevate Technologies. Vignesh? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for having me here. And the designer, Adrian Furstenberg, founder of the Leather Goods label under the same name. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you so much. Good morning, guys. Very good to be here. First off, any relation to Diane from Furstenberg? <laughs> I <get laughs> Just that curious. Question. I had to ask. I get that question so many times. But So firstly, um, for our listeners out there, Diane is not a real Furstenberg. She got married into the family. But you know what? I mean, there's always a little bit of a connection. <laughs> okay. Now, first of all, Vignesh, how did you both meet each other? So, as you know, I'm the founder of Salivate Technologies, and uh, we specialize in growing cells for different applications. One of our early investors is also a friend of Adrian's, and uh, he proposed that both of us meet for a chat. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we had so many things going on, and I was thinking, what am I going to do or gain from meeting a handbag designer? But nevertheless, out of courtesy, I, went, I met Adrian, and I'm glad I did that because mm-hmm. I learned we shared a lot of core values, and we started to toy with the idea of making leather, exotic leather, mm-hmm. from cells. So that's how the idea of Project X was born, and today mm-hmm. it's a reality. Yeah, Adrian, so Project X, what's behind the name? Uh, that's such an interesting question. EX. EX, yeah, for sure. So firstly, the name that we decided upon was Corium, which is the Latin word for leather. Mm. But unfortunately, when we did some research, that name was already taken. So just in the interim, we decided to just call it Project X, as many people do. And when we dug a little deeper, we were like, well, we're doing something really exciting and we're focusing on exotic leather. And that's why we decided ah. to register the name Project X and keep it as our business. I see. Vignesh, I want to hear about the science behind this. What is cell-based lab-grown leather and how is it different from traditional animal leather in terms of production and sustainability? So from a simplistic point of view, the skin is made up of cells. In fact, Mm. all of our bodies are made up of cells, but Mm -hmm. the skin is made up of cells and the skin has been studied quite thoroughly, like the different layers of the skin. And when I finished my PhD, one of the first laboratories I worked in was a dermatology laboratory where we routinely grew skin cells. In fact, there were people in the laboratory who were making human cells, like the different layers of human cells for cosmetic testing and other applications. So what we are doing here is we are bringing that knowledge of growing 3D skin into making exotic skin. Now, what makes leather? It's basically the processing or the tanning of animal skin into leather. So it has to go through the tanning process. Mm -hmm. So what we are doing is we are using cells, making animal skin, and then bringing it through the tannery to make it 
exotic leather. Now, how it's different from traditional leather is that in traditional leather, harsh processes are needed to remove the fat and the muscles to make leather as we know it. Mm-hmm. But since we are building the skin from cell up, mm-hmm. we can eliminate some of these harsh processes, which are actually environmentally not favorable. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. imagine. So you can introduce the type of properties you want, what texture you want. Exactly. And decide how much fat content you want even. So I'm trying to understand the process when you try and build all these uh, things in your petri dish, so to speak. How long does it take and what's needed in terms of costs if someone's trying to get into this? Amazing, amazing question. So since we are already working in the cultivated meat space and the cultivated meat space has put in a lot of effort to bring costs down. So what we are doing is we are translating that expertise to bring the cost down of producing leather. So in terms of timeline, we are looking at about a month to get a piece of skin that would become leather. But if you ask me the same question a few years ago, I would say the cost is extremely high, but the cost has reduced tremendously over the last few years, just the last few years. And so all of that is going to go into the leather we produce. So potentially it could be the same price as what I could get off the shelf or more or what are you looking at? So initially it will be slightly more but eventually we believe we can very easily hit price parity. And the beauty with exotic leathers is that they are already at a premium price. Mm. So meeting price parity is a lot easier. Would this be a first in the world? No. Lab grown leather? There are a few companies around the world using cells Mm -hmm. to make uh, lab grown leather but mm-hmm. most of them are focused on the bovine leather industry mm-hmm. we on the other hand are focused on the exotic leather industry the bovine leather industry is very much an right. offshoot of the meat industry while exotic leather is really the animals are really killed just for the leather so we are mm-hmm. focused on this higher premium leather Adrian, the fashion industry is notorious for wastage Mm. and not exactly environmentally friendly. So why are you so passionate about sustainability and how has that shaped your approach in running your business? Thank you for that question, Lin Lee. So um, so my business is a little bit different than other luxury brands. Like what we find is that our business is based on an on-demand manufacturing model. So what we do is each of our pieces exist digitally first and then they get produced once the client orders them. So basically we take our clients through the customization experience to create a bag just for them. Like it's really great for gifts and everything else. But from a business perspective, that does make a lot of financial sense Mm. because Mm. not all of your capital is tied up in products and so forth. Mm -hmm. But also from a product perspective, like because we make everything because a client wanted it made, not in the hopes that we create a collection and the hopes that it would sell. So the on-demand manufacturing model is Mm. makes a lot of sense for us because we basically produce on order. And um, so very less waste, um, focus on, on not overproduction and everything else. So the concept of sustainability and responsible sourcing is definitely one of the things that a designer has to focus on. And that was one of the things that I, as a vegetarian working with leather, that mm. I was like, there must be another material that firstly looks beautiful. Like mm. that's what clients want. Like it should look amazing, feel amazing. And of mm. course, it should last very long. And that's how I got introduced to Vignesh because I was doing some research. And is there a possibility? to create the same material Mm -hmm. that could be sourced in a more, well, cruelty-free or more ethical manner. And that's how I got introduced to Vignesh. So, so yeah. Mm. Yeah, Adrian, your story really jumps out at me because you actually hail from South Africa where Mm -hmm. it's actually a wild game. (laughs) And then you moved from there to Singapore to sell your leather products. Is there a big market here for what you're trying to sell? 
For sure. Many people ask me, why Singapore? Why mm. Singapore? Because, I mean, Singapore is very much a hub for business, mm. but not necessarily for fashion or fashion production. So our business is head office here. We also manufacture all of our goods in Singapore. First, answer that part of the question. We create customized pieces. So in other words, we don't do stock. Mm. So there is a manufacturer here that we work with, and we have to be close to our product. And the workmanship is excellent. Thank you for the Singapore education system. Everything is really done to perfection. And um, But in any successful business, like, I mean, it is the supporting industries that really allows for a business to thrive. And if we look at um, the trust that Singapore offers, like, I mean, globally, Singapore is the number one when it comes to safety and trust, financial, media, and the likes of everything else, like, for example, shipping and so forth. So for us to have moved the business out of South Africa into Singapore was a little bit difficult per se because, I mean, we're not not close to one another, mm. but after being in Hong Kong for a, a trade event where I had to speak about how an on-demand manufacturing business model is one of the avenues towards a more sustainable future for leather and luxury leather goods, I met a company that's based in Singapore who does production and then that we decided to join forces and then move the business over here. Fitness, your startup was launched in 2019. Now, what was the most challenging thing about running your business going through the pandemic? That's a very nice question. So for the work I do, remote working doesn't work because I got to be in the laboratory. There's a lot of tests going on. We need equipment. So that was a challenging time because soon after I incorporated Salivate Technologies, the pandemic hit. And so laboratories were closed for long durations of time. And then even after they were opened, there were restrictions put in mm. place. So that really hampered a lot of the work we do. But like they say, every dark cloud has a silver lining. So I was able to learn a lot of new things during that time. Everybody was at home pretty much. So it was easy to get appointments, easy to talk to different people who otherwise I couldn't get appointments with. Um, yeah, so it was a challenging time, but we tried to make the best out of that period. Yeah, Vinish, I think a lot of listeners are getting excited about <laughs> getting a product. So where are you right now when it comes to the stage of this uh, joint venture? Where are we in terms of seeing your products at the stores? <laughs> at the stores, it will take some time. We have a prototype based on mammalian skin, but now we are raising funds to actually make the real exotic leather prototype. So we are looking at somewhere between 18 to 24 months. What does this go into? How much are you trying to raise and what's it going to be used for? So we are looking, We meaning Project X is looking to raise 1 million. Most of this is going to go into the development of the prototype, while some amount is going to go into the tanning process and also manpower and other kind of resources. This would actually get us pieces of leather that people can feel, people can hold, people can smell. Uh, and then we would take it further to scale up into larger pieces. Okay, so how do you hope your collaboration and innovation will impact the fashion and leather industries in Singapore? Let's start with um, Adrian. Oh, thank you for that question, Lily. So our client base, let's start from the client perspective. Like, I mean, So we've already had conversations with the likes of brands under the LVMH group, like, like Louis Vuitton mm -hmm. and Dior, like you I mean at Kering with Gucci, as well as watch brands. Mm -hmm. So our goal is to supply the luxury leather goods industry with our product. And one of the reasons for that is like having this first, I mean, so exotic leather will be, lab-grown exotic leather will be the first in Singapore. So mm -hmm. that, of course, is a groundbreaking experience. And then working with big brands like Louis Vuitton, 
who are like the leaders in the industry that kind of dictates the rest of like how high premium and medium premium and then fast fashion kind of operates and looks like. Mm -hmm. So our goal basically is, is to launch the product in Singapore, work with the high end brands like even Hermes if we could to introduce this concept of lab grown leather into their product range. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully that will follow the rest of the into the industry. Another thing is why we are focusing on the luxury customer basically is because as Viknish mentioned earlier, like, I mean, it's quite expensive to produce this product in a laboratory. So at that point, you're testing the market with a very small group of people, but who basically dictates the rest of the industry. So, and I think something like this will not, not only from a fashion perspective, but also from a biotech perspective will definitely put Singapore on the map for one of the suppliers for, for this novel product. Yeah, this is interesting. Talking about potential products, we are selling bags. Where do you see this playing out into? Where is the limit for this lab-grown technology? Oh, that's such a great question. We love answering this one. Mm -hmm. So firstly, we're going to start into the luxury watch brands. Like mm. we, will, we will produce watch straps. But then the excitement gets very, very cool because this technology allows us to build novel materials. Mm. So we can do gene editing and everything so wow. forth. So there was a little bit of controversy recently in, in the news about the, the mammoth meatball oh, that was doing, yes, doing yes, the rounds. Yes. And so our take on that is like we can basically create something similar, but it's not for human consumption like food. Oh, I think you're dinosaur leather bags. So, so, so think about like, yeah, you imagine your next Rolls Royce is going to be lined with lizard leather that is like mm. focusing on the upholstery because a lizard is a small animal and mm -hmm. I mean but what we could do is in theory is that we could grow that in like really large seeds so to get back to the answer of your question like we will start with exotic leather because of that creme de la creme in the mm -hmm. industry but after that, the possibilities are in fact endless. And we would hope to build a whole new industry around next generation materials that are much more sustainable and of course, luxurious for, for our clients. Wow, so exciting. We look forward to your new creations and we wish you both the very best. Thank you very much for coming on to Money FM Breakfast. Do come back to Money FM 89.3 with your successful launch when it happens. Made in Singapore, leather back. Thank Project you, gentlemen. X. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.